everyone, and welcome to Bards Lost in the Metaverse with me, Sean Lee. And me, Andy Mack. Join us as we explore the depths of our creativity and the world of Web3. Hello and welcome to episode 21 of Bards Lost in the Metaverse, a podcast that follows the adventures of two aspiring creatives as we learn to weave magic through words, art and music while exploring the world of Web3. Each week we'll start off with an update of our works in progress before diving into a discussion of our creative escapades or current and future technology. Welcome everyone to our 21st episode! Clap, clap, clap! Yay! So apparently that makes us in the top 1% of podcasters or something. (laughs) Yes, correct. (laughs) I think think, you told me that. (laughs) Yeah, I I saw something last year uh, about stats about podcasting when we originally started. I think it's if you make it past three podcast you're in the top 10 percent and if you make it past 20 you're in the top one percent of people that do podcasts hey Hey, we've just got to compete with the one percent which is a lot yeah there's a lot of one (laughs) percent yeah yeah but there you go a bit of sheer stick to itness uh gets you uh up in the upper tier keep on keeping on and it works yes Yes. (laughs) all right so what are we actually talking about today though andy all right so after our deep dive into crypto we thought it'd be good to mix it up and have a little more fun this week uh and reignite our creative sides there's been a lot of tech uh yes there certainly has been (laughs) so we're gonna have a little bit of fun this episode we're gonna do a shan verse andy uh, and this Sean vs. Andy will be about the type of books we like and what we look for in books. Mm. Yes, so a um, bit more fun this week. <laughs> Less reading from paper <laughs> and staying up late studying and trying to learn. Yes. Like more. <laughs> it should be fun. That. <laughs> should be fun. But first, as always, uh, where are you up to with your book? So I had my first full day of just working oh, yes. on my book yeah, on yeah. a Thursday. And yeah, successfully got through two chapters, completely edited finalized, Very ready nice. to go, and started the th- another one, a third yeah, one. Yeah. Uh, so that's working pretty good. So just got to keep on keeping on. And I think I mapped it out and it should be like mid-April Yeah, is like I'll be completely done. Ooh. That's if I only do stuff on that Thursday too. So if I can squeeze in a bit more on other yeah, days. Yeah, those morning ones. Yeah, it'll move yeah. me forward a bit more. So yeah, that's awesome. going all right. Very good. And music, I yeah. did make another track yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah, wasn't very happy with it, truthfully. Oh, okay. But yeah, I'll edit it. I'll fix it. Yeah. Oh, it'll it's be just right. it's the foundations, right? <laughs> yeah. So progress, and it's as you were saying, it's been a little bit quieter on the research front, which I'm kind of <laughs> yeah, <laughs> enjoyed. Yes. A little bit podcast. more time in your day. Um. So yeah, I've been able to actually do a bit more of that editing and everything. So yeah. Yeah. Going well. How Excellent. about you? Wow. How's Feb? Was it called Febtober? Book you wear. Febtober. Bookuary was the name you came up Bookuary. with. Bookuary. I yes. totally have a brain that works and yes. remembers stuff. <laughs> Joys. Uh, no, it's going very, very well. Um, I think it's only been like six, seven, it hasn't even been a whole week since we recorded. And I have done the, so I was up to chapter 14, 15 and 16. So I've done the pre-pro writing aid edits, pro writing aid edits final edits with a one more pro writing aid in there that I do at the end just to catch anything. Yep. They're all done. They are good. I have done chapters 17 and 18 pre-pro writing aid, pro writing aid, and I'm about five minutes off from finishing the final version of chapter 17 and 18 will be done possibly in the next day or two. So I am hammering through at the moment actually, which is really good. I was super productive on the weekend. 
Um, because well, I know we're not talking about. Oh, sorry. You can ask me about art. I'm, I'm not doing any that. art because uh, <laughs> I'm doing all books for February. Hence, <laughs> bookuary. Bookuary. Uh, but I did sit down for a little bit and organise all the chapters. By the there's one cover I haven't done yet for one of the people, but it's besides that I have all 18 covers done as well. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so they're they all take there. Ages, I, think so. I think a post came out this morning if I got it ready, um, just showing like my little folder in my um, Procreate on my iPad. It's got them all there. I had to colour in some bits for no spoilers. Oh, gosh. Uh, but yes, it's all there. So that wow. was cool, except when I realised that I totally misspelled the word Arctic and it was on the cover of one of the chapters. I was like, that doesn't look... How do I spell this? That sounds right. And it's a common thing, apparently. People don't spell it right. Yeah, okay. They spell it how they say it. Um, oh. But then, yeah. But anyway, it is fixed, so I good job. Can maintain <laughs> my author badge. <laughs> Very good pickup. Uh, so, yes, I've been hella busy and getting a lot done, and it's been awesome. Cool. Awesome. It's been good. All right. Now, before we get into our actual episode, I think we did this last time, we've yeah. added a new little section at the start, <laughs> um, which is, I don't know what we've called it at all, news with Sean. Sure, why Updates not? Updates from the internets. Yeah. Um, <laughs> straight not? off the press. <laughs> Probably not, because you'll hear this like a week after we've recorded it. Yeah, true. All right, let's do it. News with Sean. All right. News with Sean. Welcome to our new segment, everybody. How exciting. <laughs> Very. All right. First up on the news. So I read that um, last week, Australia released a token mapping consultation map paper and plans mm. to reveal crypto rule framework in 2023. So, what does that mean? What that means is, so as I said, on Friday, the Australian yeah. government released a token mapping consultation paper. So it said that um, the government at the moment, after they came into, I think they came into government last year sometime. Oh, I don't pay enough attention. I can't remember. Yeah. But last year, we'll go with that. Um, they said that they're going to take a more serious approach to work out what's needed in the ecosystem of crypto and Web3 stuff. All right, cool. And what risks need to be looked at first. So this token mapping consultation paper, um, it's actually the process of identifying the key activities and functions of products in the crypto ecosystem and mapping them against existing regulatory frameworks. So they're going through all of Australia's legislation, policy and everything yeah. and seeing how it could apply in crypto land. All right, that's which is pretty interesting. Cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, so apparently this token mapping exercise is the first of its kind by a national government. Um, and the token mapping consultation paper also revealed its plans, like the actual Australian government's plans yeah. around crypto regulation. Okay. So their plan is to release a separate consultation paper proposing a licensing and custody framework for crypto assets service providers in mid-2023. So think your exchanges and things. Yeah. They're actually going to start making guidelines and policy about like what those exchanges need to offer customers as guidelines. Okay. As safety and security stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so it's really exciting. Yeah. So after the um, token and mapping licensing and custody reforms are the logical next steps for crypto reforms in Australia. So it makes sense. Like once they've sort of gone through and seen yeah. what applies in our Australian legislation, they're then going to figure out, well, then we need to tell these um, corporations that are offering services to customers, you have to abide by X, Y, Z. Yeah, okay, that's interesting. That sounds like a prediction someone had on the last episode. I know, that's why I included this. <laughs> I didn't, this. Even, I I didn't like, even read this before. Look at this. <laughs> this is... Happened on Friday after we'd recorded our yeah. podcast. That's exciting. 
<laughs> um, so the purpose of the second consultation paper would yeah. be to identify appropriate obligations and operational standards for the crypto asset service providers and how they safe keep assets for customers. So all those hosted wallets. Yes. Yeah, the Australian government's looking into what regulations people have to yeah, abide by. Yeah, that's, that's fair. And I think there's probably yeah. a little bit of that. Like when I signed up for the crypto exchange, how it was like, you know, you have to have a current ID and you have to prove that it's you. Just little things like that that yeah. are probably... Little things like yeah, that. And I'm, I'm assuming it's going to have some stuff about just what the company itself has to offer customers in terms of reassurance, I guess, of mm. like, we are looking after your wallet for you. This is how, if there's issues, you can approach us or something. Yes. Or we are a, have to and have to abide by some sort of clause or policy that says we will look after you if something goes wrong. Okay. Possibly. I'm sure I'm sure the lawyers will log some hours. Yeah, it's very interesting. So the government's going to seek feedback for the crypto asset consultation paper, which will be released mid-2023, around yeah, okay. the role of government in regulation of the crypto ecosystem, as well as those potential safeguards for investors and how to prevent scams. And I also found out, so Ooh. Australia also plans to complete its central bank digital currency pilot. Okay which they have been doing through the Reserve Bank of Australia. Yeah, they yeah. actually started that last year. Oh, okay. I didn't know so that at all. So they've been piloting. Um, okay. Yeah, like to try to find out if there's um, innovative use cases that could be supported by the issuance of a central bank digital currency in Australia. All right. I know. Wow. Look at this. News with Shard. <laughs> <laughs> also found out that at least two major Australian blank banks are planning to create stable coins. Oh, wow. I don't know which ones. It didn't go into more detail. One of the big five, I assume. I assume so. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there's quite actually a lot of stuff happening in Australia with um yeah. this crypto and currencies and actual regulations and figuring out how we all can use it. Uh -huh. The more you know. I know. Okay. All right. So that's my little like news segment for I guess the Web, Web three, three part. Yeah. Okay. And I did want to just like touch off on some publishing industry news. Yes, that's what we do. Yeah. So. Last year, I don't know how many if people know. I well, didn't. actually, I'll start with. So, there is actually big five big publishing houses in the world. Yeah. So they are Penguin Random House, Hatchet, Harper Collins, Macmillan, and Simon and Schuster. Okay. Last year, yeah, Penguin Random House, which is already a big amalgamation of two previous like, yes. giant publishing houses. Yeah, yeah. Well, Penguin's been around forever. Yeah. Um, they actually tried to buy out Simon and Schuster. Okay. So the government in the US was like, hang on, yeah, like antitrust like legislation, okay. which actually tries to protect consumer rights. Yeah, right. like, You know, you can't actually um, take control of like a huge portion of the market just <laughs> under one sort of thing. I'm sure, that doesn't happen anywhere <laughs> else. Hmm. Um, so yeah, so antitrust laws are statutes developed by governments to protect consumers from predatory business practices and ensure fair competition. So the U.S. government yeah. sued Penguin Random House to stop the um, acquisition because okay. they said it would actually contravene those sort of antitrust laws. Oh wow! The government won. Okay. <laughs> so then, who would have thought? Penguin Random House then had a um, two hundred dollar, a two hundred two hundred dollar, two hundred million dollar termination fee. In addition to also having to pay all their enormous legal costs because this Oof. like um, court case went on for weeks. Yeah, I bet. And as a fallout of that, the CEO of Penguin Random House, um, he resigned in December last year. Okay. And then the news for this week, last week, yeah. is that the head of the US Penguin Random House. Yeah, so okay. they have like little yeah, like, regions. Ones. Yeah, yeah. So she resigned as well oh. in this last week. 
So it's just like a little bit of the fallout of this. Like, yeah. Big. They were trying to actually buy out one of the other big five. Yeah, okay. Um, and it all went to poop. Yes. <laughs> and CEOs are resigning all over the place. I just thought that was an interesting tidbit. Yeah. Of, um, I wonder what fallouts. they're doing now, or where we'll see them again, or what's going on. Who there. knows? But yeah. So they yeah. um, you know, they're the ones that headed up the big. We're gonna do this sort of charge. Yeah. Okay. Um, so. Yeah, that's interesting. Fallout. <laughs> and interesting that the US government picked uh, publishing as one of their things because I'm sure there's, like, you know, there's news and oil and that farming group that run everything. I can't remember what mm. they're called. Um, well, they're they, not very diverse. Well, I think, like, I even heard they had Stephen King and stuff come and take the stand and, like, there was, like, proper big-name authors coming oh, in to talk okay. about, like, the issue and the impact on if there were only four then how much of a control those four companies would have on the income of traditionally published authors as yes. well. And there's only like a minute like percentage of authors that are actually traditionally published that make any good money. Oh, yeah. I think we would. <laughs> and we might even so, get into this at a later I podcast. I think we will. Yes. But, yeah, so the impact of like limiting the pool even further. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, fair enough. Interesting. Yeah, anyway. Okay. And that, my friends, was News with Sean. All right. All righty, righty, righty. All right, let's get into uh, this episode then, shall we? Let's do it. All right, let's talk about books. Let's talk about books. <laughs> talk about books. All right, that's enough of that. Uh, okay. Let's get straight into this Sean versus Andy. All right, it is a full-on comparison battle. <laughs> yes. You can see the differences between the two of us. Yes, yes. Uh, all right, Sean. Yes. What are your favourite Genres. My genres that I love of books. Yes. All right. I'm going with fantasy. Yeah. Definitely. Um, then I'm going some sci-fi. Yeah. Okay. And then I'd go probably like murder mysteries yeah. and action thrillers as well. Okay. So I'm going to go have four. Okay. Can I ask hard <laughs> questions? Yes. Like high fantasy, like urban fantasy. What type Ooh, of fantasy? I, Same uh, with sci-fi, right? I mix it up a bit. Yeah. <laughs> so I dabble between like high fantasy of like the name of the winds and stuff yeah, by yeah. Patrick Rufus, but then I like also will go for more, I guess, young adult sort of like yeah, okay, <laughs> fun fantasy. Fun that's fantasy. not as like <laughs> yeah, right. I I I dabble in a lot. Yes, you do. We uh, we we get into some of the books we like um, and series and that, and you know I've got like three dot points, and Sean's got like eighty. I know. Um, I won't. <laughs> you hate making all. decisions, and committing to. So I sure do. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but yes, I, I'd say I move between probably those four. Yeah. So yeah, sort of like the spy action thriller suspense sort of ones. Yeah. Murder mysteries, we're full on detective, and yeah, then yeah. figure it out. Sci-fi ones yeah. and then fantasy. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's <laughs> pretty broad. No, that's, that's, not too, that's not too bad. <laughs> well, how about you? I want to uh, hear what you like. Sci-fi all the way. Um, <laughs> but I will break that down for you. Um, I think probably my favourite sort of sci-fi, the thriller horror type of sci-fi. So think Aliens, Predator, that type of suspenseful sci-fi as opposed to your big space operas mm. like star wars for example is a classic space opera uh, and i really like those sort of cyberpunk dystopian future post-apocalyptic type but you know it's that mix between sci-fi and what i'd call dystopian future so that kind of hunger games mm. maze runnery type stuff blade runner uh there actually there's a book as well that sort of stuff where it's sci-fi and the fact that it's future 
yeah, but not so. sci-fi as in necessarily not in that space it's space and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Or that they might be a little bit of space, but you know, it's it's a backdrop to the plot, not a feature of it, so yes. to speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I obviously and young adult. I do like some good young adult stuff, like easy to read. On some of it's not fun. Some of it's quite full on. Depend because mm. young adult has some pretty heavy books in there and I like, you know, Hunger Games again. I've been discovering a lot more of them. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Is, like, you're like, is that for young adults? <laughs> um, you know, like, I think I saw, what did they have in my kid's primary school library? Was was either Hunger Games or Maze Runner? And I was like, oh, that was, like, full on. My wife couldn't read bits of those books because it was too, like, scary for her. Oof. Yeah, but it's like, oh, yeah, you five kids. But anyway, that are my favourite genres. Yeah, okay. Okay, so when you're looking for a book, Sean... Yes. And when you want to read a book, and we'll get into reading and listening and all that stuff later, mm. uh, what do you look for? Do you, is it action, drama, suspense, interesting characters? <laughs> like, you know, perhaps yeah. some morally grey, quirky points that they have? Yeah. What, what is it? Think, Tell me. Like, I definitely want some sort of circumstance that I don't experience in my real life. Yeah. Um want it to be quite drama filled or something or at least like have an interesting journey for the character. Okay. I do I am attracted to main characters and like just most characters in the books really that yeah. are very human like in that they do have those grey aspects to their personality. So yeah, it's not okay. just they're not a beautiful like yeah, I'm like, such a say? good paladin sort of person. Yeah, the, <laughs> the stereotypical good yeah. guy with long throwing blonde hair and yeah. handsome and a square jawline. It's always bad guy. better yeah. when somebody who's quite normal and not perfect is thrown into circumstances that are crazy that yeah, they okay. then have to like figure out. I find that very fascinating. Yeah, all right. <laughs> but I also look for stories like, because, you know, if I'm reading my murder mystery sort of ones, yeah. I want like some good twists and turns. Like I don't want to be telegraphed or be able to figure out who's done what. Oh, okay. Early. You like a little bit of the who done it, so to speak. Yeah, 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 yeah. of course. Um, but yeah, like it's irritating to me sometimes when I watch movies and stuff. Maybe it's because we've been studying Books oh, yeah. a lot more. My opinions of stuff has changed yeah. massively in the last so year I or two. Can sort of see through a little bit of the yeah how it's all going together. <laughs> so you predict him. like now it's probably going to be those people over there because that makes the most sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because you've done this a thousand times, Disney. Possibly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so twists, interesting characters. I really love having bad guys with like understandable motivations. Oh, okay. I find that really cool because you like. Well, I kind of get what they're meaning. Yeah. They're just going about it in a terrible he way. He was hungry. That's why he <laughs> ate them. Yeah, okay. Interesting. If they went about their, like, ends, like, they, they changed their means to, like, good means to find their end, maybe you'd actually be fine. All right. All right. <laughs> I always find that interesting. Um, but, yeah, a little bit of romance in there is always fun. You do? I didn't really pick you as much as a romance reading type oh. person. Oh, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> don't know everything. <laughs> no, I don't think I want to with that tone either. Like, I'm probably like a mild spice type of a girl, mild truthfully. Spice. Yeah, you're not after the crazy um, <laughs> tropes of, you know, falling in love with werewolves and no. reverse harems and all that sort of stuff. Oh, there are so many sub-genres of Oh, yeah, I listened to an audio book last year and I was like, I didn't know that was a thing. Okay. It's pretty crazy. It's um, yeah. very intense how many sub-genres there are. But yeah. no, I, I to do... Each their own enjoy like i'm probably more on the love side like you know than the oh, okay. just yeah, yeah. And just spice pure, yeah word porn <laughs> probably yeah yeah fair um, enough um but yeah I, I i do jump around a fair bit 
So I, I, it's hard to like pinpoint exactly what it is that I look for in a book. Sometimes I have literally just gone searching for something that's really different. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> um, I remember one of, uh, we'll get into it probably later, like one of my favorite books was like twenty, um, Mr. Penumbra's 24-hour bookstore. Yeah, okay. I love bookstores. Yeah. And then it was like had some description of some weird sort of like secret organization going on in a bookshop and all this sort yeah. of stuff. And I'm like, yes. That sounds different and weird. I okay. like it. It was good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> different is probably what I'll Different. Go for. I don't know. <laughs> lots of good stuff. Lots How about of, you? Lots of good what stuff. What is like I save too me from like my of, like yeah, no, giant I will. pit that I've dug myself into? <laughs> I too like lots of good stuff. What do you like in a book? Uh, I need for? a little bit of action, obviously. <laughs> I the one thing I really love is when there's like just a hint of not necessarily supernatural, but like God likes like something going on out of the ordinary, like mm. not in a real world, some like other powers, things like that. Just when it's like, I enjoy a good action that's realistic and things like that, but I love it when there's just that hint of mm. something else going on, like maybe he has powers or maybe the gods are at play in this or yeah. something like it's something evil well, pushing I that person. I feel like that's something. what kind of elevates to that, like what I was saying, I look for stuff that's not yeah. what I see in normal life <laughs> Yeah, as well. well. And that's the same. So it creates like this whole thing, right? Yeah. It's different then. Yeah, and that's, by, by you can probably tell by the sort of genres I like. I like that totally not realistic, like, mm. as in I don't, that's why I don't get into the murder mysteries and stuff, that very stereotypical, like, um, you know, this, what do they call it? Like the Swedish, the Nordic noir and stuff. I'm like, that's just life kind of. It's probably yeah. got a good story, like the girl, the dragon tattoo and that. They're all really cool mm. uh, and I enjoyed them, but they're not like, I could probably just watch the news to see messed up stuff. Well, what I like about them, what draws me to murder yeah. mystery genre though, I realised is I think it's because generally, I won't say all the time, yeah. but the bad guys generally always get their comeuppance. Ah. When that doesn't happen in normal life. And You're so like I find it completion. kind of satisfying that yeah. it's like someone who's like really twisted and dark. I'm like, mm, you are going to get done, boy. Yeah, right. <laughs> or girl. Or girl. <laughs> or whoever. Or whatever. They. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Werewolf. Um, whatever it is. Creature. But yeah, because yes, I do love my British murder mysteries and Nordic noir. And yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just don't it's get a into nice them. completion. Because... You feel satisfied that's like, yeah, you got him. <laughs> yeah, okay. Suck yeah, it. I, like, I, I see where you're coming from, but for me, yeah. I'm like, I want to step totally out of reality yeah. into like, you know, that po what happens post-apocalypse. Oh, that's and, fair. I you know, do love that too. Big sci-fi on the edge of space <laughs> type stuff. I, yeah. I, I enjoy that. Cool. All right. That, that's what I look for, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, but when you're going to buy a new book... Yes. Um, like, what do you look for? Like, as in, you know, is it popularity? Is it recommendations? Mm. Do you read reviews? Do you stick with authors? Et cetera, et cetera. So, what, what, like, do you want something that's part of a bigger universe? What do you look for when you get these books? Or are you just pretty cover, let's go? It's, oh, it's not pretty cover. Sometimes I've, like, gone you, um, through, like, I enjoyed this book and look at, like, what are the other recommendations or something. Oh, yeah. Along if those you lines. enjoyed this, you might Yeah, like, those type yeah. of things. Um, sometimes, as I said, I just went looking for something different. Yeah, okay. Um, there's been a few times I've heard an author interviewed on a podcast I was listening to, mm -hmm. and that was enough to make me go, huh, I'll grab that book, have a bit of a read. That sounds kind of cool. Yeah, fair enough. Um, there's been word of mouth recommendations. Yeah, okay. Sometimes it is just popular sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, like I remember just seeing a friend on Facebook talking about, like she was really excited about this new book coming out or the second in the book series. And okay. so 
I was like, nah, check that out. That yeah, was right. awesome. So I, I jump around. Sometimes it's just what's available. Like I've been in, you know, Target or Kmart in Australia <laughs> yeah, yeah. and stuff. And you're like, usually that's probably some of the bigger books that are traditionally published and yeah, stuff okay. and bought them from there. Oh, there's so many different ways. Yeah. Okay. I don't stick to just like one author. Often I will check out more of their books yeah, right. if I liked them. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's it's all over the place a little bit. <laughs> Sometimes it is just like pop culture and stuff a little bit. Like I've seen other people go, these are like some awesome books that are out there yeah. and stuff. Or if you liked this book, try these ones. Yeah, okay. And I'll give them a go. That's why I had that, tried that Verity one. Colleen Hoover, yes, massive yep, yep, on yep. BookTok. I was yeah, like, I'll fine. buy it and give it a go because everyone's raving about it. Okay. And yeah, it, was it wasn't for you, but yeah. It was a bit, just the story wasn't that great. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Yes. Fair enough. <laughs> Personal opinion. <laughs> yes. But yeah, I, lots of different things factor into I actually bought two books this morning. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Which two did you buy, may I ask? Um, the Thursday Murder Club. Yep. And oh, I've had a mind blank of what the other one was. I could probably look. Oh, it was um, it's a murder mystery one, but it's set on Lindisfarne, like where Lindisfarne Castle is in the UK. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, just sound. Yeah, I'm like Linda's farm. Linda's. Am farm. I supposed to know who Linda is? <laughs> no, okay. Now it's with this you. like island in the UK that um gets cut off with the tides. And yeah. There's like yeah, a big yeah. old castle and monastery and stuff out there. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. I think I know the one. Yeah, yeah. A murder mystery set there. I'm like, mm, sure. That okay. sounds fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lock them in a room. Let's go. Yeah. And um, the Thursday Murder Club's like apparently a group of um, retirees at a nursing home solving yeah. murders. I'm like, yes. Written by that Richard Osmond. He's a com- uh, British comedian. Oh, okay. That could be fun. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, sure, I'll give it a go. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> How about you? <laughs> uh, I'm going to say something super controversial here. Go for I, it. Uh, 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 cover. Does go a long way. I judge books. I'm a judgy McJudgy pants. Uh, and if your cover sucks, I'm probably not going to read it. Um, it just does. Like, if I see a really cool picture on the front of... I mean, obviously, I like art. And I'm, that's sort of something I'm really into. So, yeah. it definitely draws me in. If you've, Even, like, it can be very plain sort of um, cover. But if it's just something a bit original, it just gives me that... I don't know. Maybe it draws my eye and it makes me more interested to find out what's going on inside a book. So I'm a little bit of a uh, dirty scumbag. Uh, um, that way. It's not that dissimilar to like different companies trialing different packaging techniques and things in the supermarket, right? To yeah. get your attention to buy their products. Yeah. Oh, and don't get me wrong. It does not affect marketing. the quality of the book. Mm. I'm just saying I'll usually go for a cool cover first before <laughs> I start looking uh, at really bad covered books. I've been like, this could be awesome, but mm. you know, it sucks. Uh, and the other thing I like to do, I, I don't, well, recommendations rarely because people don't recommend books to me. Um, same with reviews and stuff like that. I tend to just like, I'll go on to like best dystopian sci-fi books 2022 or something like that. Mm. And I'll sort of wa- work my way uh, down through that okay. list and be like, oh, that one looks cool. <laughs> Read the blurb and be like, yep, that sounds like my thing. Click. Yeah. Uh, what did I... I bought a... Well, I bought an audio book this morning. What was it? With one of my uh, Audible credits. I think it was the Cyberpunk uh, Trilogy. Yeah. Especially what it's called, a Cyberpunk Trilogy. <laughs> so, you know, you get the samples where you can listen to five minutes. I'm like, you know, that person reading its voice isn't annoying. It's Cyberpunky, <laughs> which I'm really into at the moment after playing the game and uh, reading some of the OG books. And I'm like, all right, mm. we'll give it a crack. <laughs> so yeah and i i do look for stuff uh as well that like i like a part of a series or part of a universe yeah okay um same with when I, I think i said at the end of last year i've been sort of listening to the um warhammer books 
some of them because there's like 700 of them but i like the fact that it's not just that's it you get once and it's done like i can really dive into it yeah like i know there'll be lots in there for me not just you know particularly because i listen to more books than i read currently Mm. it's like if i listen to this for six hours or eight hour book i'm like that's you know a week at the gym in the morning and then i'm done that's it no more as opposed to for this you know a giant (laughs) series i can be like oh i'm gonna get a cup i might get a month or two out of this yeah well, you know, obviously by how I write my books, you can tell I like yes, to... Yes, you do. Yeah, like to go deep. Admittedly, though, the last book I listened to was 26 hours long. Yeah, okay, <laughs> nice. Yeah, this cyberpunk trilogy. That's three books, I guess, but it's like 32 hours. Yeah. Yeah, nice. And that's three books. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm excited. Um, oh, where do you get dear. your books from? Um, mostly online these days. Yeah. Like, every now and again, I've, like, they have been into actual storefronts. Yeah. Like, and actually found books in there, but... Often these days, it's pretty much like Amazon, Booktopia, and Book Depository. Yeah, okay. Pretty much my three that I jump between these days. Yeah. Um, I've bought a couple of books direct from some authors' websites, but not many. Yeah, okay. But yeah, mostly online. Yeah, right. <laughs> we should probably note that for ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all learning. How about you? Uh, for me, I actually I don't I do a little bit of purchasing uh, in store because the kids because we because I read a lot of manga. Um, which I mostly order from Amazon anyway because it's hard to get. But the kids yeah. always want to go have a look. Yeah, okay. I usually, I'm in bookstores a lot. Uh, not that I read that many or purchase that many, but I, the, well, the, most of the books I buy for my wife, <laughs> I buy from bookstores. Yeah. Uh, but myself, most of my books are audible. Like um, I listen to the mm. audio books. So there's only one spot really uh, <laughs> for that. So that, um, even though I think Spotify and that's trying to do their own thing, I'm still yeah, just Yeah, there's lots audible. of other ones. Yeah, otherwise I used to... Uh, the library, actually. Um, yeah. ACT libraries are really good because you can literally just pick the book you want and order it. Yes, And they'll they take do. it to the nearest library and you can just go pick it up. So when I was reading a lot of physical books, I actually used the library. Yeah, It was good. really good. Yeah. Yeah, like surprisingly good. I was like, wow, yeah, okay. Libraries are awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's good. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, All right. Okay, now let's get into it a bit a bit more, and you're going to be so mad at me, no, I can tell. No, let's just... talk about our actual favourite standalone books, not series. I feel like you guys are just going to get tired of me talking. It's probably uh, not the issue. Well, I hope not, because this is a podcast, and it's what we're going to be doing oh, yeah. for the next <laughs> year or million, ten years, decade. Yeah, don't get sick of me talking, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're keen to hear it, Sean. They want to know. They want to dive inside your crazy, oh, wacky brain. My brain. Well, yeah. All right, tell me. Favourite standalone books. standalone I'm, I'm not just saying book because I've the notes has a list of like oh, I don't know there's probably like 20 books on there. <laughs> yes, and I like the fact that the first dot point was grr, I hate picking favorites. I do written so... out <laughs> for me to read because <laughs> like my big issue is like I I find I like something different in each book, so I find it really hard to pick favorites because. Yeah, they just get a lot out of different books. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to be good on TikTok if you can't do your, like, I wish I could read this again for the first time. Or I'll just be like, here's, here's my more of my favourite ones. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> just every book in books. your library is your favourite. <laughs> um, but I will go through a few. Um, okay, hit us with it. I found it hard, though, because I've read a lot of books over the years and I think I have done a few book clean-outs and stuff because yeah, I was, like, okay. wandering around my bookshelves. I'm like, I can't even find some of the old books I remembered having. Um 
So these are just ones I could remember. Okay. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, That's no. a big list already. Um, but I did put Contest by Matthew Riley up there. So the Australian author. Yeah. So he's the action yeah, yeah. writer. Yeah. So Contest is actually his first book that he released. Oh, okay. Um, and it's literally like a dad and his daughter that get trapped in this labyrinth in a library and yeah. alien monsters get put in there. Yes. Um, so I loved it because it was the first book I think I'd read that was that sort of really fast-paced action. Yeah, okay. And I loved it. I, like, I've read heaps of other books, but I've put him on there as contest. I picked yeah. out of all of them just because it was the first one. Okay. He's yeah, got no, lots of fine. other good ones, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Persuasion by Jane Austen. Put that on there before. That, yeah. yeah, it's just my favourite Jane Austen. Um, Project Hail Mary by Andy Weir. I read that earlier in this last year. Is that, yeah, is that his like recent one? Uh, Not the one, it was after the movie, whatever that was called. Yeah, it's after, he did The Martian, Martian, and then there's Artemis, um, and this is Project Hail Mary. They all make a movie out of this one too. Oh, okay, cool. Um, It was really, really good. The Martian was a good movie. This one like sort of plays with, like it's a lot of science in it, which is cool. But then yes. also plays with humans encountering an alien species and stuff. All right. Very, very good. Okay. <laughs> um, I just finished Priory of the Orange Tree by Samantha Shannon. Yeah. It's a standalone book. Okay. It is an epic high fantasy. Yeah. The amount she manages to get into one book is amazing. Oh, we talked about this the other day. Has this got like that um, sort of Asian... No, this is oh, a different, different one. one. Okay. This one has like worms and dragons. Oh, and okay. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, no. And there's like epic battles and... You know, court politics, and there's yeah. whole priories Sounds- with magic, and yeah. there's witches, and like yeah. old witchy people, and it's amazing. Yeah, sounds <laughs> like you need at least five, <laughs> five hundred thousand word books, in my opinion. It was very big, but it was <laughs> awesome. I was just super impressed with it. Um, I put on the Da Vinci Code by Dan Brown in the yeah. end, probably because it's one of the first books that got me sort of really interested in that sort of thriller. Sort of twisty, turny suspense. Yeah, there's some okay. sort of crime yeah. with old relic sort of stuff put into it and stuff. Yeah, so I cool. do love that um, when they use historical artifacts, but like yeah. you know, play with it a bit oh, look, to I'm make a big it national treasure uh, fan. Yeah, puzzles and stuff. <laughs> like yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, no, that is. Um, I put Treasure Island on there because it was a book that I read when I was younger that was very. Yeah, shaping okay. probably just because it was a super old book and it just really sparked a huge love of just holding books. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's fine. Like some of mine definitely have um a personal attachment to it as opposed yeah. to the book itself being like so great. Well, that's what I find hard. It's like the, it's the personal attachment that gets me, I think. Because yes. like, you know, you read books at different times in your life and different yeah, stuff going on and you just remember stuff more. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm not going to go through all of them. I'll leave them all in our show notes. Yes, because <laughs> you're not even there. a third of the way through, I don't think. Um, but I did. What else? I going to say the word for world is forest by Ursula Le, Le, Le Guin. Oh, my gosh. My tripping over my L's. Yes. Um, but that is a short story okay. it's, well, it's not short short but it's like a novella sort of yeah, like okay and just her world building is super impressive in such a short amount of time and space it's amazing that's really good yeah. <laughs> very clever i don't know how they do it um and then i was gonna say the dry by jane harp is another murder mystery sort of one set in australia it's very okay. um well known it's been, had a movie made out of it and stuff okay. it's Never heard very of it. Very twisty turny. <laughs> it was very good. Yeah. Um, and yeah, shout out to as well The Forest by 
Edward Rutherford. Yeah. I remember that one this morning because it stuck with me a fair bit, mostly because I find like beheadings and stuff really gross and it like, creeps me out a bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's a beheading scene in it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but that he writes books though that are about a location that span from like the monolithic, like Neanderthal yeah, eras okay. through to modern day. All right. And so the books are huge. Yeah, yeah. But like... Um, the forest is about the new forest down in the south of England. Okay. And it follows characters and things throughout, like, the whole huge time span. Yeah, right. Things connect still as well, which is super impressive. But yeah. he has ones about London and Dublin and, like, Moscow. And he's done a lot. But, yeah, very impressive. Oh, gonna be Standalone st- books. Oh, gonna, They're amazing sometimes. Yeah, I'm going to be straight up with you. That sounds terrible. Um, it's, it's taken me back cool. to, like, some reading I had to do in, like, year eight that I really didn't yeah. want to. <laughs> It's very intense at yes. times, let's say. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, and yes, and then a lot more that I've put on a list. Yes, there is. <laughs> you can see. All right, that's me rambling about mine. Your list is a lot shorter because you're better at being like, no, you're all not yes. as good as this one. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> so what are your favourite books of all time? Standalone books. Standalone. Oh, so, so Agent Mother Other doesn't count because it's going to be part of a... No. Okay. Um <laughs> Jeez, I'm a good bloke. You didn't even mention Star Ranger. Um, It's not a standalone either. (laughs) Fair. Um, Quickly added to the notes. Um, So, technically, um, it's set in a universe, but Tales from Moss Eisley's Cantina. So, Moss Eisley's is the um, cantina cantina on Tatooine in Star Wars. Now, the reason I like... And multiple authors in this one, so it'll it'll be in the notes. But um, the reason I like that is because that's when I started reading, like, in my own time... I hated reading at school. Oh, okay. I really did because they made us read, like, I don't know. They're great books, Lord of the Flies, 1984. Oh, yeah, all the standard studying Yeah, ones. but, like, I am, like, 12 writing a BMX. I don't care about Big Brother and this sort of stuff when no. I'm that age. I probably enjoy 1984 now, uh, especially with that dystopian sort of side of the house. And, yeah. You know, and Lord of the Flies probably would have been a good book if I didn't have to dissect every paragraph to be like they're the nazis and yes. this is this person during the war and i'm just like oh sometimes God. it kills it the yeah, story it does. I, <laughs> you I have don't to dissect need... it that yeah much. yeah so i didn't read anything i didn't have to outside of school until i was like 16 mm. i reckon you would have liked matthew riley books uh, possibly I, <laughs> people recommend i did get a recommendation for um the contest actually or contest sorry i have a copy um, a signed copy in my house oh fancy pants i know uh, i made my husband stand in line to go get it <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. your thank, husband has a signed copy then um That's true. <laughs> uh, but yeah that was that first book that got me into reading there are all these little like you know short stories compiled into one about different characters i was really big into the star wars movies and it kind of was that transition from watching to actually sitting down reading a book. And it really started me into reading where I would spend six, seven hours wrapped up on the chair under a blanket um, just reading Star Wars books, actually. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so that was... I'd be interested to read it again. It might suck. Um, <laughs> but at the time, it was I yeah. thought it was the best. Um, which then led me on to Hair to the Empire by Hair Timothy Zahn. Hair to Zan. the Empire. Yeah, which was the first sort of like big... I think it is part of a series. I can't remember now. Um, I didn't look when I actually <laughs> looked it up online. It was that first sort of, okay, here is a big, serious space opera book, like a big sci-fi one, and it wasn't just, you know, Skywalkers and that sort of stuff. There was more going on in the universe. It gave me mm. a bigger picture of what was happening in that galaxy. So mm. that was that was a good one. That one really, that really cemented. Like that Tales of the Moss Eisley kicked it off, 
And then that hair to the empire kind of really sort of stamped in that, you know, sitting sitting down under a blanket with a book was a good thing to do. <laughs> uh, and as I said, deep into Star Wars at that time, wasn't reading. These ones really sort of got me over the line. Yeah, cool. Uh, the next one's a bit odd, you might find. Um, <laughs> I've actually read this multiple times across my life, but Macbeth by Shakespeare. You like the witches, don't you? Uh, <laughs> double, double, toil and trouble. Uh, no, not really. That wasn't the real... Just the witches. Just the witches, yeah. And then there's some old Scottish dude. I don't know. His wife seems mean. Um, I don't know. I just... I, I enjoyed Shakespeare at school. I was that mm. annoying person that actually liked it. I think... Because we did it when I was in year 11 or 12. So I'd sort of got over that I don't read thing. Yeah. Um, And we got to act bits out and you'd see the plays. And I don't know, Macbeth just, I liked it. It was a cool, it was that first kind of like, like you said to you, that it's like, it's a bit dark. Yeah. You know, people are getting stabbed. There's like a bit of magic in there with like, it sort of (laughs) was like started that journey into that sort of, uh, that side of the reading. Yeah. So that was really cool. Yeah. We had to do Othello. I got to read out Desdemona's part, so it was cool. Yes. <laughs> Sticks nice. with you, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I was a big fan. I actually, <laughs> I've read that multiple times uh, over my life. Uh, and The Hobbit. Mm. The Hobbit I read uh, on a long sleeper train from um, Shanghai to Chengdu 23 years ago or something when I was travelling in China and I was travelling, I had a backpack on. You know, it was just like it hits right yeah. at the right time. Yeah, I told you. Right yeah, book at the right time. Right, right book at the right time. Um, it was cements it in your yeah, life forever. Yeah, it was forever. really good. It just And I, it's still a great book. I, I read it to my daughter a couple of years ago. Mm. It's still very good. Um, but, yeah, it just hit at the right time. Oh, that's cool. Awesome. Uh, and I didn't put it in there even though it's kind of part of a series but I only read the first one and that was Jurassic Park. Yeah. Yeah, that was that first one where yeah, I'm like, oh, I think I like I like that you're teaching me stuff here. It's Michael Crichton, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So actually learning and enjoying at the same time. That's good. I found. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Do right. you, Sean? We've talked yeah. about our favourite fiction books. Do you read stuff that isn't fiction? No. No. It's, it's, <laughs> he, he, she committed to an answer. There you go. Yeah. Um, graphic novels or comic books, anything sort of out of a, the standard novel. Not really. Short stories, essays. Not really, not. Yeah, no, it sounds boring when I say essays. Yeah, it um, does. It does. <laughs> People get into them. It reminds um, me of uni. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like I've been forced to uh, read it. No, not really. I've okay. Got Just, a lot it's all of, fiction novels. A lot of novels. fiction books. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Can't, can't How about you, though? Uh, well, yes, I do, ma'am. I'm oh, glad you, you asked. Well, I've, we've talked about this a lot. Last year, I did a lot of manga. Uh, I won't go deep into it because we've talked about it, but Akira is probably yeah. my favourite. That hits all of those action, uh, thriller, post-apocalyptic, sci-fi, supernatural, ticks all the boxes. <laughs> and also, I'm a very big fan of Ghost in the Shell. Mm. Uh, the mangas as well. They're kind of... The mangas are a little bit different to the movies for those that are interested. Um, the original ones are from, like, the 80s, so it's super cool to see all the cool hairdos and, like, wrap around pit viper sunnies um, that they have but they're more like kind of detective police books yeah than they are like a big cyberpunk sci-fi thing Hmm. so you kind of the books there's sort of multiple different series within the series or under that umbrella of ghost in the shell as you kind of follow section nine which is what they are public security Hmm. through different cases they solve Hmm. so it's actually quite cool but then you get all of that sort of it's set in that massive cyberpunk sort of future so, yeah, it's really yeah. cool. Very That's good. Cool. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, what's my next question? <laughs> what is your next question? All right. Oh, no, I, I half-asked it before. Do you read non-fiction? 
Um, pretty much read fiction just for leisure, but yeah. you know, read nonfiction when prepping for podcasts. Yeah, okay. <laughs> or also have some writing craft books and stuff. So when I was trying to up my skill level, so yeah, it's only when you have. And that's to. pretty much it. Yeah, pretty much. I think like I was pretty much burnt by uni. <laughs> it's just yeah, like, okay. It's too many years of reading different journal articles and stuff and having being assigned multiple readings each week and stuff. I, yeah. Yeah. I just, that. My mind drifts off when I try to read okay. um, non-fiction. What about biographies and autobiographies? And, no, mm. not you? I don't like the real world that much. I'd rather <laughs> see yes. a, yeah. imaginary worlds with something different that yeah. I haven't right. seen I w- before. I would be cooler that's, with a backpack that could fly me that's around. What that's what I want to escape into instead of... <laughs> And then when I was born, I went over here and did this. It's kind of cool, yeah. but it's not as cool as riding a dragon. Oh, that's fair. Facts. <laughs> cool story. Needs a dragon. Pretty much. All right. So, yeah. No, just fiction for me. I'm a fiction girl. Yeah. Okay. How about you? I definitely read a lot of nonfiction, uh, which is odd that you said that you don't like the real stuff. Is where I'm like, I don't like mm. murder mysteries and that sort of <laughs> stuff because it's a bit real. I just prefer it to be straight up real or... Sci-fi dragon yeah, type stuff. Yeah, but like proper real detective work is not <laughs> fiction yeah. detective work, is it? Yeah, not that I read those type of books. Um, <laughs> but I think so. Some of my favourite non-fiction books um, would be The Rock Says by Dwayne The Rock Johnson, mm. which I think I read in '99 or 2000. I was a really big fan of the wrestling. The you old, are a very big fan of yeah, the Rock. yeah. Well, I was. Uh, oh, I'm still a big fan of the Rock, but a big fan of the wrestling because I don't really watch it that much anymore. <laughs> Uh, I did make the kids watch something the other day. They hated me. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just I like bog. I like hearing amazing tales that actually happened. Mm. Um, like I said, if I want something far out, I want something really far out. But if I want real, like I'll just what actually happened. Mm. Um, so that's pretty cool. Another one, like I love all the um, Stephen Pressfield books, like The War of Art, mm. Do the Work, Warriors Ethos. Nobody wants to read your shit. Um, literally what the book's called I think that sort of stuff I don't know I I read those over and over maybe I enjoy the motivation I get from them or they teach me things and I get excited to go actually do stuff I think I often struggle to finish them yeah that's (laughs) fine to finish reading them yeah (laughs) it's a Sean vs Andy episode I know (laughs) Um, so yeah I think I I do I do I've anything by Jocko Willink uh, who's that Navy SEAL guy yeah Um, I don't know I, I take a lot from them and apply them like, I use them, as I guess, as opposed to just read them, if that makes sense. Mm. Like, I will read a Jocko book and, like, here's a good way to handle this situation in a leadership role. And I'll be like, I'm going to take that and use it in the real world to make my life better. Mm. Um, as I can't actually fly dragons, so. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah. Like, I think I remember someone saying to me, not that there's definitely a gender difference in it, but... Generally, they well, this person was trying to tell me that like guys are more attracted to nonfiction, and yeah. sometimes women are more attracted to fiction works. Yeah, okay. I don't know why that is, but yeah, I've, I find with like nonfiction sometimes I'm just sort of like, cool story. I've still got to go do the washing right now and stuff. Like, thanks for trying to motivate me, but it doesn't like <laughs> yeah, separate yeah. my reality as yeah. well. I'll te- keep on keeping on. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Well, no, I just, I, I, and I listen, which is our sort of next question. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I listen to a lot of nonfiction stuff as well. I like to try and like, if I'm at the gym, for example, I can be at the gym and learning something at the same time. And maybe that's just me being like, yes, two birds, one stone. I've been doing a lot more listening to the nonfiction stuff for our podcast prep and yes. stuff. So, well, yeah, if that's 
gotten me through a lot more because, yeah, I think if I sit down and try to read it, my brain just goes to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> reading non fiction. Okay. But listening to it, I was like, this is Yeah, listening too bad. to it's a bit different to read. Part of it sort of goes in your head somewhere because someone's said, told you something. Yeah, yeah. Reading's, uh, you know, how you have different ways of learning. Reading's at mm. the bottom for me. Yeah. But listening to, definitely. Yeah. Okay. But while I was talking about listening, yes. Audiobooks. Yes. Well, what about them? I am pretty new to binging audiobooks, but I have recently become a convert of just like how much faster I can get through books. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I still am reading like a book each night, but then I'm like smashing through other books at the same time, which yeah, is okay. fantastic. Um, so Prior of the Orange I mentioned before. Yep. By Samantha Shannon. So that's that huge, big fantasy one that's a standalone. So that was the one that was like 26 hours or something. Yeah, okay. But I listened to that one. It was awesome. Took me a little while to get into just because of the names. And you know how fantasy names are often yes. different. And so there were times I was like, I can't remember what that character's name is. And they're saying like a word. Maybe it's the same name. Is that the same character? Oh, <laughs> so I, I sent you that TikTok, Took me a little I? bit to get this used to it. Like, and bibbidi-boop went to the <laughs> yeah. city of bibbidi-bop. Yeah, you realize when you read it yourself, looking at the words, I do tend to just be like a leap. The name that starts with E. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but then when someone's just saying it at you, you're like, did you say blah, blah, blah? <laughs> I yeah, like, what did you I, say? I noticed with the Warhammer books I'm listening to, they've all got epic names and I'm a bit like, oh, which one is that? Yeah, yeah. That's a little bit of a, I've learned that's a Yeah, hazard. <laughs> the, the victorious. And you're like, oh, God. Hazard of listening to fantasy books. Yes. Um, but I've also just finished the first of the Poppy War series. Yeah. By R.F. Kuang. Um, it's awesome. It's like full on at times. Like yeah. There's there's genocide stuff going on in there yeah, and things. Okay. It's pretty intense. Yeah, but it was awesome. It's like that's the one that's a fantasy sort of novel. Yeah. Okay. But it's set um within Asian culture. Yep. And stuff. It's really cool. Yeah, that's one we talked about. Um, yeah. That is actually one I came across from watching. I think it was a TikTok or something. Yeah, I was gonna say I thought I've seen from that someone on TikTok being like popular. these are my popular ones, and it just kept popping up, and I was like, fine, I'll try it, and it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, good. <laughs> Um, also, it's the Star Sight by Brandon Sanderson. Yeah. Um, it's really cool sci-fi sort of one. Yeah. I don't want to give it away, but it's cool. There's another yeah. book coming out. I think there's supposed to be... There's three out and there's a fourth one coming. Yeah, yeah. So, I've already listened to the three. Yeah, okay. <laughs> those. Um, Midnight Library was a standalone by Matt Haig. Just okay. one of those sort of books that is a cool story, but also has a lovely commentary and um, helpful perspective on life. Okay. <laughs> So that's very good. Wow. All right. Um, and listen to Artemis by Andy Weir as well, which was a really cool dramatization of um, his, it's his second book. Yes. That's set on uh, the moon. Okay. Yeah. So right. there's some of the ones I've got gone through so far. So far. Yes. I'm going to yes. keep plowing through a lot more. Yes. Because I'm smashing my way through so many more books, being able to listen to one during the day and read another one at night. It's great. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Fair enough. How about you? I want to hear some of your favorite audio books. Uh, all right. So... This, this was a tough one because audiobooks, I, I try to keep it within audiobooks, but you have radio dramas, which are like my most favorite thing in the world almost, um, where it's sort of, it's more like a movie without the picture. Mm. So the sound effects, there's noise, there's voice actors and that side of the house. I don't know if that counts though. I, well, I'll yeah. give it an honorable mention to be like, this is really cool. But I don't know if it counts as a book because it oh, is. Yeah. It's almost like a screenplay. Because I've got one of those as well, which I didn't include. But yeah. yeah. So, so but if, if they're doing, if they are included, uh, Aliens Out of the Shadows, which I think is free on Audible. That's amazing. Mm. And the voice actor that does Ripley sounds like Sigourney Weaver, mm. like pretty much spot on. So that's really cool. 
uh, and the original Star Wars radio dramas. Because I was, once again, I was a massive Star Wars nerd. <laughs> so these radio dramas, you know, like A New Hope uh, goes for like six hours. So you're just getting, you know, three times more content and understanding of that universe, which yeah. is really cool. That's cool. Uh, but if we're ignoring those, um, <laughs> we've got the Galaxy Edge series by Jason Ansbach and Nick Cole. Uh, they are awesome. I got them. That was a cover-based decision. I was like, this is popular <laughs> in sci-fi. The dude on the cover looks kick-ass, kind of like The Mandalorian, but a bit more action-y, less Disney. Um, and I read it. And that first book in the series, the whole series is great. The second season's out. I think there's like 10 books. Um, mm. But I remember listening to that and they're sort of having this fictional battle in space against these like frog people. But it was like, this is intense. This is like watching Private Ryan full-on mm. uh, action. And I was so shocked. And I, I learned later that they went and um, interviewed a whole bunch of Marines that fought at Fallujah, mm. Battle of Fallujah and stuff. And they got all that sort of put into it. And it was really good. Mm. Um, so I've recommended that to a couple of people that have loved it. Uh, and the other one is the Hell Diver series. Um, one, books one through six. I think they got to book six. I'm pretty sure it is. And I thought it ended. It seemed like it should have ended. But then obviously someone's like, make more. Oh, okay. And it's like, eh. Mm, I sort of listened to now. half of book seven and book eight I didn't even bother with. I think there might be nine and ten. Yeah. It was like, no, it's done its thing. It's perfect up till there. Just let it be. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that was really cool. That's about like a post-apocalyptic thing. And they have to, you know, everyone lives up in the sky. And they've got to like skydive down to earth. Mm. And it's all toxic and there's monsters. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, cool. Really cool. Uh, they're probably my favourite fiction ones. I think I mentioned last year, Will by Will Smith as an autobiography mm. was really good. I like Kevin Hart's autobiography. I listen to heaps because like you, with your double reading or you're listening and you're reading, I'll listen to a non-fiction while I'm at the gym. So that's mm. an hour. And then I'll listen to a fiction when I'm walking the dog and driving to and from work, which can be up to two hours yeah. a day. So I, I, I go through a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's which my... is great. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, if we're doing, like, those radio dramas, I'll do a shout-out to yeah. um, Girl Lost in... Girl Lost in Space. Girl in Space. Yes. Radio drama. It's a podcast. Yeah. Um, freely available, but that was awesome. It was one of those ones, like... Is that the one you got the coffee cup for? Yeah. Yeah, very cool. No narrator or anything, but, yeah, it's just, like, as you were saying, it's pretty much the movie without the visuals. Yeah. <laughs> it's got all the sound effects, got actors and stuff. It's really cool. All right. Um, let's quickly move on to book series. Book series. Yep. What are some of your favourite book series? All right. Once again, there's a giant list, but I'll just do some of the main ones. <laughs> um, so I did the Throne of Glass series by Sarah J. Mars. Yeah. That is seven books. Uh, they're huge. Yes. Um, it's a cool kick-ass main character. It's not in here. It's yeah. Okay, I was just looking Daniel's around, yeah. looking around. I think I know room. the covers for those ones. <laughs> they're I see upstairs. It a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's about kick-ass female protagonists. Yeah. There's a whole fantasy situation going on. Um, I love that like the main character gets put through hell, really. That yeah, it's, it's quite just... dark at times. But yeah. um, Sarah J. Mars does have like a young adult writing style, so it's very yeah, okay. easily consumable. Yep. Um, and it's also the first book series I've got back... I actually started reading after having kids. Okay. When after, you know, after a couple of years of just not sleeping during the night. Yeah, so I yeah, could, yeah. kind of had to cut away reading for a few years. Yes. That was the first book series I managed to get through. Oh, nice. And then I was like, I've just read seven whole books. Like, look at me go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's awesome. And yep. also, shout out as well to A Court of um, Thorns and Roses, which is her other big series yeah, okay. as well. So they're both really awesome. Currently reading the Inkart series, so I'm on Yeah, Ink you mentioned Death. that. Yeah. 
which is really cool by Cornelia Funk. Yep. Funk. I'm going to go with that. Yep. Um, then the Immortal series by Tamora Pierce. I've talked about that before. It's um like a 12 year old girl initially, and she like yeah. can talk to animals and stuff. But then turns out she's actually related to gods and everything, and it's a fantasy thing. First thing that I really loved got me into fantasy. It's probably my favorite book series ever, yeah. just because right book at the right time. Yes. Kick ass females doing cool ass crap. Yes. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, lots of others on the list, but then Wayfair series. I think I've told yeah. talked about that before as well. It's a sci fi series by Becky Chambers. Yep. Um, it. It's a series, but it's all kind of like almost standalone books, but in the same universe with a couple of. Um, reoccurring characters oh, okay. that get pulled through in different ways. Yeah, right. So it's it's very interesting. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, then Cousins O'Dwyer trilogy by Nora Roberts. Yeah. So Nora Roberts is a romance writer usually. Yeah. But she also, I discovered, she has these series. Romance still forms a big part of it. Like yeah, it's okay. usually each book has a couple that gets together. Yeah. But this one's also based in like cousins figuring out that they have magical abilities and there's like a big like evil thing that they have to like go oh, okay. and fight and all this sort of stuff so it's all like there's romance in there but it's also like oh my gosh <laughs> like yeah. really bad stuff's happening um and so the circle trilogy of hers is also one i read that i loved as well right. which is um i think they had to like plane shift go to different like parallel universe thing and fight some big evil thing that was gonna like kill the whole universe okay. and world intense yeah, but with All romance. Right. Yes. <laughs> That's what and I mean. Love. It's like, and love. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I really like those. They're fun. <laughs> um, huge big other list of lots of other stuff, but yeah. they're probably my main ones that stick out, I guess. Lord of the Rings, of course. I feel like you can't put anything without Lord of the Rings on there. Feels yeah. like you just have to. <laughs> it's good. I think I wrote it when I was 15, so another one where it's like, and it was just around the when the, I think. I can't remember if I saw the movie first or if I read first. I can't I, remember. Because it's on my list, so I'll jump ahead a bit. I yeah. saw the movie and then I was like, uh, it was a pretty cool movie. Because I remember Harry Potter came out at the same time. And mm. everyone's like, Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings. And I kind of watched them both. And I'm like, one's like kids with like pepper flavoured bubble gum. The other <laughs> one's people fighting orcs and wielding swords. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll take this uh, side of the coin. And I was like, the movie's cool. I'll try to read it. And then I was like, oh my God, that's incredible. Mm. Yeah. Actually, I just remembered my dad used to have like the 1980s like cartoon Lord of the Rings movie yeah, yeah, that yeah. was made. And we used to watch that every now and again. Nice. So the um, Peter Jackson version was a big upgrade. I think I must have watched it first and yeah. then was like, all right, I better read the actual yeah. book. I think I read the Lord of the Rings maybe a year or two ago again for the no, whatever yeah, cool. time. That was a good era when Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings were coming up back to back each year. Yeah. It was fantastic. I loved going to the movies those yeah, years. Very cool. <laughs> I was in high school too, so it was like yeah. perfect timing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What else? Uh, you, let's me. move on to you then. What are right, your favorite okay. book series? So Lord of the Rings, as we just said. Yeah. Maze Runner. Absolutely incredible. Just perfect. I love it. It's dark. <laughs> it's scary. It's a bit messed up. It's that sort of young adult age group. Mm. Um, I literally, it's one of those books where even though it's a, like a fiction book, I want to go and run. Okay. Oh, sorry. I got so excited. I hit the microphone. <laughs> I literally want to like go for a run after reading it. Like when I read it, I'm like, I want to run. Let's, we're running today. Like I want to mm. sprint somewhere. Like it's okay. just hits me right in the feels. <laughs> uh, incredible. Um, the books are a thousand times better than the movies. Um, mm. 
so that's obviously worth noting if you have seen the movies. The movies are fun and good, but the mm. books are a lot better and a lot darker. <laughs> you can't put some of this stuff in, young adult, in the cinemas. Young adult books, they're actually yeah. usually pretty dark. Yeah, well, that brings me to my next one, which was The Hunger Games. Mm. So it's an interesting story about The Hunger Games. Um, so the wife had read the books yep. and she was watching it on TV. And I just remember watching like the first half hour being like, what is this crap? Excuse my language. But it just... I'm like, this is so dumb. Why does that chick have makeup and weird, like, judge hair on? Uh, Why are they letting them kill their kids? Like, you know, it was just really like, this is ridiculous. Uh, but it was, And it was like three or four years later, I didn't have anything to read. So mm-hmm. I was waiting for a book from the library and the wife had the book. So I'm like, oh, I'll just read it. And then, like, the first chapter, I was like, damn it. It's really good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I got uh, hooked in. Oh, uh, and, gosh. yeah, they were a good same thing. They are dark yeah. and messed up. And there's a bit too much, like, self-deprecation from the main character for my liking. Mm. Uh, as Maybe that's a male thing. That's why I like the Maze Runner a bit more, because it's a bit more, we got to do it, we can do it, where she's just like, ooh, a bit. <laughs> um, but it's still incredible. Like, really good. Like, nice twists-ish. Mm. And then, once reading the books, I went and watched the movies, and I was like, oh, they're great. Because now I know what's yeah, going on. Yeah, now you actually understand yeah. it all. Yeah, we went through a period, um, me and the wife, of reading books and then watching the movies. Mm. Uh, like Maze Runner and Hunger Games. There was a couple more, Twilight. And I can't remember what the other ones were. Yeah, there was an era. Yeah, it was just like, <laughs> oh, you've got to read before you watch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the self-deprecation part's interesting. Because like one of the things I think I was attracted to with, I think it was A Court of Thorn and Roses by yeah. Sarah J. Mars. I really noticed it. Um, she didn't shy away from dealing with like the fallout of the main protagonist having to, you know, kill somebody or do like that big act and stuff. And yeah. so the character actually goes through depression from actually having to kill somebody and yeah, stuff. Okay. But I really liked that they actually addressed that sort of thing yeah. and had the character actually be fallible. And having to deal with the okay. consequences of their actions. I'll, I'll, oh, I'll, cool. I'll say something <laughs> controversial that'll get me in trouble. Like, I hear enough whinging and complaining in my r- real life. I don't want to read about it. Like, <laughs> just get over it. You're like the hero of the story. I want you to be a bit of a badass. Like, you can take some hits, yeah. take some bumps, but I don't need to constantly, like, hear whinging. Oh, yeah. But Constant me. whinging's different. But, yeah, I really liked yeah. it when it's, I mean, like, Hunger Games was great. It makes it even more relatable as a person, even though they're in these crazy circumstances and they still rise to the challenges and do all that sort of stuff, having it be so it's like, oh, but they are still a person having to deal with stuff. (laughs) I'm like, that's cool. Not just this, like, magical, you know, as we are saying before, the paladin who's just perfect and I just rise to everything and there's no problem here. I just fight the bad guy and succeed. Yes, more of that. It's like, yeah. One of these emotions. Some nice grey. Lots of grey is fun. Yeah, well, uh, (laughs) A little bit of grey for me. Because, uh, um, you know, I don't have emotions, so I don't expect them in my books. <laughs> all right. That's all, right. all of our series and that things, is, our favourites. Uh, last one, controversial question. Does a single book beat out a series, a book series? Can I one book be better than a, a trilogy, for example? I'd say not necessarily, because there are some amazing standalone books okay. as well as amazing series. But no, I don't think... One is better than the other, a series versus a single book. Yeah, okay. Well, you're wrong because I think <laughs> um, series always beat out a single book. Uh, it was actually hard for me to remember books that I'd read that were just one-offs. Yeah, but you don't seem to read one-offs and jump around. No, I you, don't. You like, stick in sci-fi one universe. <laughs> I want like 60 of the same thing. Yes. I, I like to dive, I guess. And Whereas, that's, that's a me thing. I, I want yeah. a deep dive. I don't want to just hear a random one-off type thing. I, I want to... 
go into Sometimes it. it gets tiring, though. Like, you know, characters can get worn out, eventually, <laughs> as you're saying. Like, yeah, yeah. Hell Divers, it was like, mm, why did you make seven and eight? Stop that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but one by itself wouldn't yeah. have been enough. But sometimes it depends on the message of the book as well. Like, I guess you read just for action and that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, escapism. I want Whereas, to be entertained. Like, there have definitely been books that I've read that are standalones that have just, like, as a saying to, like, the Midnight Library, it changes your perspective on, like, your approach to different things yeah. in life and stuff. And perhaps I get my fix from nonfiction. Like, my nonfiction books Possibly. aren't series. Like, they're all singular one-offs. I kind of get that hit there. Mm. Um, of a here's your message, here's your thing. And sometimes there are stories where more than one is, it's just too much. It's like the story is perfect wrapped up as they've done in one. Yeah, fair enough. Like, I, like, like I said before, I hate the idea of like books where you mentioned like it's set in the same place and it's different characters coming through over different times. Like that just, ugh, yuck. It was really good. I'm sure it's amazing <laughs> and it's probably better than any book I will ever yeah, write. Yeah, the Wayfarer series is um, but different, personally, but surprisingly amazing. I'm like, no, like, oh, no, why you... It feels like homework. I don't homework? Know. It does. It feels like here's what happened and then what happened. It's just like, what? why? That doesn't make what any happened sense. to the guy I just started liking? Yeah, then you get to meet new characters and see uh, the world from another different perspective. Yeah. Well, there's one stuff, book in here cool. that is a standalone. But I've never finished it because I get so mad at the characters every time. Musashi, about the greatest samurai. It's a it's a big book, like it's a thousand mm. pages at like font eight. Um, <laughs> but I can never finish it because I get so mad at some of the characters. I'm like, stop doing stupid stuff. Like you're gonna get cut. <laughs> like, um, so technically that might be a one off that wraps it all up. But I've never finished it because I get too mad. Oh dear. <laughs> But yeah, I don't like the changing character. That's why I love that big, long journey and into mm. it. And, and I love the environment building and the world building and the consistent, you know, the development, the hero's journey, I guess. Sometimes I, I jump around, I think. I realise sometimes I read a big series and then I'll, yeah. like, finish the series. But then I will go to, like, standalones for a while to, like, sort of almost palate cleanse. And, like, it's satisfying that the story gets wrapped up quite yeah. quickly and then I might go back into another big series that yeah. pulls you through and stuff but okay. yeah well I can do standalones I, I, I can do good. a lot of standalones set in a universe I don't know if that counts or no, I'm you sort just of... you like comfort I think <laughs> yeah like that, there's heaps of alien books that are sort of one-off alien type things but they're all alien books right it's like predator books yes so they're just one-off occurrences but they're all in the same universe okay that's kind of I guess they're standalones but they're so a long sci-fi series is what you want <laughs> yes that's, that's, <laughs> And Weirdly. Speaking of long sci-fi <laughs> I jump in and out of lots of stuff, <laughs> yeah, which is yeah. probably why my books yes. blended genres. <laughs> yes, 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 fair. Uh, all right. I think that's the perfect segue uh, yes. to both end the episode welcome, and discuss our books. Yeah, it was brilliant. I don't know if you planned it, but you did well. Um, go read our books. Yes, they yeah, are speaking out. Of books. Well, the chapters are out. I'm not yes. saying the whole book's out, but go read chapters. Yes, I have... Thoroughly been enjoying your book. I know. I think oh, we talked. I don't think dandy. we talked about this on the podcast, but I hadn't actually read your book yeah. um, because I'm so busy. But I'm like, I no, st- I still haven't sat down and read yours. Yeah, I'm I know. I'm a better friend. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I've also you've got like three or four chapters. I've got a thousand. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's really good. I'm really enjoying it. Oh, thanks, I like, dude. I, I do get very excited because it's in the same uh, universe. There's bits that you do. I'm like, yes, that's what I thought too. Yeah, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, it does. So I'm probably overly excited uh, at certain bits, but I, I'm really enjoying it. So oh, I'm super cool. excited. It should be this week, uh, our time. Yeah, chapter four, or I think, comes out. Yeah. The whatever the date is of the weekend yes. coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, it'll be out on a Saturday, if I remember. I think it's a Saturday before this podcast goes Yes, live. it will be. Yes. So you should have read it by now. Um, get cool. around it. Go, go right, next to our week. website. Next week, yes. But next week we'll talk about indie publishing. Yes, we uh, will. What it is uh, and why we're heading down that path. Yeah, because ta- we keep talking every now and again about like traditional and indie publishing, yeah. but um, we haven't actually discussed what it is. Yes. And, and told you all what we want to do. Yeah, exactly. So we will get uh, into that next episode. Yeah. Uh, until then, check out all of our socials. Yeah, Sean's new Facebook, Sean Lee. Sean <laughs> Lee is my author profile page on yep. Facebook. Yeah, we've got Invoke Creations on Facebook. We've yep. got Invoke Creations on Twitter, which is Bards Lost in the Metaverse. Yep, we've we got have... Invoke Sounds on YouTube and yep. Invoke Art on Instagram. And if in doubt, go to our website, InvokeCreations.com. It has the big button to sign up to get our chapters. Nice. Woo! Excellent. That You've got a track strange. for us? I don't know why. Yes, I do. Of course I do. All right, perfect. Then <laughs> let's uh, let's listen to it. So uh, we'll go do some work while you guys are enjoying that. Stay dangerous. Bye.